The wind has grown cold. Creatures of the night stalk the shadows in the treeline. The sky is flecked with stars. Come, children, gather round and listen to a tale by the dancing fire. Welcome to the Story Circle. I am, as always, your humble storyteller. Today, we have a tale from Germany about a young prince, a beautiful princess, and a vengeful water maiden. So gather round, find yourself somewhere comfortable to sit, and listen as we hear the tale of The Hawk and the Dragon. There was a fisherman who worked in the service of the Count. He was held in high esteem because he always brought in large hauls of delicious fish. Without warning, though, his skills suddenly seemed to fail him, and he fell out of favor and was dismissed. He lived for a time on what he had saved, but soon that, too, was gone. So he returned to the water to try his luck again, and when he caught nothing, he sat in his small boat and wept bitterly. At that moment, a maiden broke through the surface of the water and asked him why he was so unhappy. She then told him that she was the one who had once guided the fish into his nets, and that she had also chased them away. She agreed to help him again, but only if he would promise to give her something that he had at home, but knew nothing about. So he promised, and pulled up a huge catch, and took it home. When he told his wife the price of his good fortune, it was her turn to weep. She was pregnant, and had not yet told him. But they comforted themselves with the thought that they would dedicate the child to God, and so the fisherman continued to fish. And as before, he brought in the very best fish and took them to the Count, who looked on him with favor once again. In time, a son was born to the couple, and he thrived in body and spirit, and seemed to be headed for a life in the church. But when he was ready to serve, he was unable to conduct his first mass, because he did indeed belong to the water maiden. So he gave up his calling and left to seek his fortunes elsewhere. During his travels, he came across a group of animals, a bear, a fox, a hawk, and an ant. They were standing over the carcass of a horse and did not know how to divide it up. They asked the man to decide for them, and so he did. He threw the forequarters of the animal to the bear, so he would be satisfied first. To the fox he threw the backbone, to the hawk the innards, and to the ant the head. Then he continued on his way. But the bear thought it would be too unfair to let the man leave without any thanks, and he ordered the fox to call him back. When he returned, the animal gave him the power to assume each of their shapes, but the fellow just laughed and went on his way again. As he walked, he noticed a flock of partridges in a cornfield. To put his gift to the test, he wished he might turn into a fox, and immediately he did so, and set upon the partridges until he had enough. Then he took to the next town, where he used them to get himself a fine meal at the inn. 
Meanwhile, four men came into the inn, and sat down at a table, and began to play cards. They grew quite rowdy, as they were playing for high stakes. The fellow lay down in the straw behind the oven, and saw that one of the players already had a big pile of coins sitting in front of him. So, he turned himself into an ant, and crawled under the gaming table, where he then transformed himself into a bear. He rose up and overturned the table along with all the silver coins, which terrified the men, who quickly ran off. He gathered up the coins and lay down in the straw again to sleep, and in the morning he settled his bill and went on his way. Shortly after this, he arrived in a big city. Everything was draped in black, and from the tower flew a black flag emblazoned with the skull of death. The man went to the inn and asked what was going on. He learned that the king had three fetching daughters, all equally beautiful, and so like each other that one could not tell them apart. But the king had proclaimed that only the middle princess would inherit the kingdom, and anyone who wanted to win her hand would have to choose the correct daughter. Whoever guessed incorrectly, and did not pass the test, would be put to the sword. Already a goodly number had been killed, and that's why there was such mourning in the land. So the young man went to the king's castle, and saw that there was a moat around the garden where the king's daughters were strolling. He transformed himself into a noble young hawk, and flew over the water. He lured the girls from one bush to the next, until finally he let one of them catch him. He perched on her hand, and she carried him into her chamber, and set him on a rod made of gold. While she slept, he took his former shape, now clothed in fine garments. He took the princess's hand to wake her, and told her that he was the bird, and that he was in love with her. Upon hearing his words, she was at first frightened to death at the appearance of this strange man, but soon she found that she rather liked him, and she revealed that she was indeed the middle princess. She gave him her ring, and told him that she would instead wear a red silk thread on the middle finger of her right hand, so he would recognize her when it came time to choose. Then she opened the window, and the hawk flew off. In the morning, the stranger came before the king to win the hand of the middle daughter. The king and his court were dismayed to hear this, because he was so handsome, and they tried to persuade him to abandon the dangerous undertaking. But he persisted, and was called into the hall where the three daughters were standing. Behind him, the executioner took his position, his sword unsheathed and gleaming. The young man trembled with fright then, and they were more than willing to accommodate him when he asked for the window to be opened. Then he stood before the identical sisters. One of them moved slightly forward. She wore the red thread on her finger, and he correctly identified her as the middle daughter. The palace and the city erupted in great joy, because the king had long rued his proclamation and all the bloodshed he had caused, and he was happy to give his daughter to the lucky suitor. And so many years went by, and they lived happily together. Until the day he went out hunting. His worried wife tried to dissuade him, because she was filled with dark foreboding, but he paid no attention. The day was hot, he had been following a stag for a long time, and he was thirsty. He no longer thought of the words of his mother, who had so often warned him to be on his guard around water. He hurried ahead of his retinue, and found a spring. He was bending forward to scoop up a handful of water, when the water maiden grabbed him and pulled him under, and as the others approached, 
she shouted that she had paid dearly for him. They took the sad tale back to the king's daughter, who would have neither rest nor peace. She hurried to the spring and sat on the bank and wept for her husband and master, whereupon the water maiden emerged to console her, saying he would be well looked after. The princess said she would indeed be satisfied if only she could see her husband, and in exchange she offered the golden comb from her hair. So the water maiden pulled him up until just his eyes were visible. After that, the princess offered her ring, and he rose up until the water came to just his hips. And finally, she offered the water maiden the golden slipper from her foot. The water maiden led the man to his wife's hand. And lo and behold, he turned into a hawk and stood there with the princess. The water maiden disappeared down into the water then, making it spray and hiss. She appeared again and threw a handful of blue sand into the princess's face, turning her into a terrible dragon. Now there was great misery in the city once more. The king offered half of his kingdom to anyone who could help. Finally, an old sorcerer came forward. He agreed to help, if the noble lady could bear it. He ordered three ovens to be built and heated, so that each one burned hotter than the last. He stuck the dragon into the first oven. When her skin was soft, he pulled her out and cooled her in the water. In the second oven, her skin burst, and when he put the dragon in the third oven, the unhappy husband had to hide away so that he could not hear the screams and wailing of her suffering. At last, the king's daughter stood naked in front of her husband, who wrapped her in his cloak and led her home in triumph. And from that day forward, they lived happily and without any further difficulties, because the water maiden no longer had a hold on him. By the Dancing Fire is a Forest Ghost production. Be sure to like By the Dancing Fire on Facebook, and if you liked what you heard, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash bythedancingfire. For as little as $5 a month, you'll help us continue to produce content like this, and you'll gain access to perks like early access to episodes or extra episodes that no one else gets to hear. And if you donate at the highest tier, You'll have access to our monthly AMA, the Elders' Council, where you can ask anything you want of the storyteller or the production team, or even request stories that you want to hear. Thank you very much, and tune in next week as we bring another story by the Dancing Fire.